This, this, this is you. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin. Stop. I'm Jennifer Staten. When white reporters cover race, news media, objectivity, and community distrust. That's a University of Wisconsin research article that UT Austin Associate Journalism Professor George Sylvie shared with me recently. The article argues for a more flexible practice of some basic tenets of journalism, such as objectivity, when it comes to covering matters such as race that require more background and context to report on accurately and thoroughly. Sylvie and I started our discussion with his definition of objectivity in journalism today. How I see it practiced today is how I basically teach my students um, to um, um, use objectivity, which is to, um, in other words, sometimes is professionalism, which is um, fairness, context, Another way would be neutrality as much as possible in the sense of balance. Really, the whole idea is uh, some sort of due diligence in balancing viewpoints so that the audience gets an idea of not only um, the issue, but what the dynamics of the issue are, and I know that's sort of um, that's sort of academic ease, but uh, for all intents and purposes, we tell the students um, if you're getting one side, be sure to get at least the polar opposite or the most active opposing side in everyday practice, because by and large, that's what most people, people being journalists, have the time to do. With the uh, caveat that no story is ever completely done, so that every story is updatable, and that uh, as time permits, there are additional sides to present to the audience, because uh, there's no way that a reporter can actually know how many sides there are, because people are so different. You know, I I will often hear audience members say there's no such thing as objectivity. That's not really, that's not possible. Humans, reporters (laughs) are humans, sources are humans. You teach your students. We tell the students that in practice, there really is, it's all sort of subjective, which is really strange. Objectivity is subjective in that how you practice it depends on circumstances because journalism is a profession that... uh, is always moving, always liquid, always dynamic, and has different circumstances with which to produce each story. You know, limited time, limited resources, limited access to sources, so on and so forth. So the application of objectivity can be subjective at the time with, again, knowing that you have an obligation, an accountant might call it a fiduciary duty, to present what is considered a viable and um, notable, I don't want to say opposition, but a diverse point of view. The article that you shared with me is called When White Reporters Cover Race, News Media Objectivity and Community Distrust with the Dis in in parentheses. What is the criticism of objectivity, as you described, practiced by journalists to the best of their ability, when it comes to covering issues that have a racial component. Oh, well, I think uh, the criticism, and it's largely from uh, communities of, of color 
or communities of difference, is that journalists fall back on what they consider a technical definition and um, use it as, shall we say, an excuse to say, oh, you know, our hands are tied or uh, we have to present both sides. We cannot say which is better, which is worse. And really, in the context of this article, it comes down to, I think, the journalist in that situation being on the defensive because community was saying, uh, we want you to get to know us better than you know us because right now um, we don't feel like our side is being presented or our views are being presented. And so the criticism is objectivity is used as a default crutch, if you will, and an unrealistic crutch too. But we don't want reporters saying this is better or this is worse, right? No, we don't. But we do want reporters doing um, a professional job in that you engage with people and you, in order to establish a rapport, you have to establish some sort of trust. And just as you guys went into East Austin and you tried to establish a rapport, uh, I'm sure you discovered that trust is something that's earned over time. Uh, And that is one of the things that reporters always cite as a limiting factor, the time involved in establishing trust. And uh, in this case, in this uh, Wisconsin case, the community was saying the reporters are relying on what they consider the ethical constraints that they're under. But in actuality, uh, those constraints can always be, I don't want to say loosen, but can be applied uh, with a little bit more discretion and a little bit more aggressiveness in the stance of establishing a trust. Uh, the reporters are basically saying, well, we're open to everything, but community saying, well, openness is a process. It is not just sitting back and waiting for people to call you. And I think that's that's the working definition of reporters that reporters have. Well, anybody I can reach on the phone in five minutes, I'm willing to talk to. <laughs> and the community doesn't really understand that. You know, they're not journalists, so they don't understand the con- constraints journalists un- are under. On the other hand, journalists are not very good at explaining and being transparent about those constraints. So you were treading into some interesting territory right. about changing what most people would regard as kind of the model of of -hmm. traditional journalism. Mm -hmm. You know, we had talked about the idea of objectivity and shifting Mm -hmm. that a little bit. Mm -hmm. What about some other areas in the standard or acknowledged practice journalism that you think you you said loosened and then maybe walk that back a little bit? What are some areas that you think are are open for change or perhaps reinterpretation? Well, I think um, journalists have to understand that Every action you have is being viewed in a certain lens. When you come to cover people who are, say, the main agents or the main actors in, a, in an event, all they see is you parachuting in. They don't see you having any of the contextual knowledge or any of the um, hard-earned, if you will, background 
that they might have. All they see is you talking and getting quotes right there on the spot. Journalists are used to having, uh, doing a lot of event-based coverage because events are something that they can cover quickly, go in, and leave. Also, it's uh, one of the staples of journalism. What happened today is always one of the definitions of news that we tell uh, students that they're going to always be responsible for answering. And so when you look at what happened today, there are only a few ways to cover that. And what the community is saying, what happened today has to be understand or understood rather in the context of what's been happening for the last several years. So it sounds like some of the change that you're describing would actually need to happen higher up the food chain than reporters. Because even if reporters, you know, want to get to know a community, they may need to spend weeks meeting people, getting to know a neighborhood, getting to know what's at play where... They may have mm-hmm. an assignment editor or an mm-hmm. editor saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I need five stories this right. week about right. what happened today. Right. And it, when you think about it, uh, what journalists are saying is true. But on the other hand, there are two staples of journalism, if you will. One is the events and one is beat coverage. And what people who are focusing uh, on, um, shall I say, that are concerned about journalists doing uh, wrongly is the event coverage that never seems to come uh, uh, be accompanied by the knowledge that, say, a beat reporter has when he or she covers a school board or a city council or a jury um, or any kind of courthouse affair because those are established beats. Uh, race is not an established beat. Riots are not an established beat. Police beat coverage is a beat, but it is almost always covered from the point of view of law and order, as opposed to the people involved. And there are obvious um, good reasons for that. You know, a person who's arrested has a right to his or her day in court, and some things just can't be discussed. So when you've got civil disorder or even civil order, and it's event-oriented, you don't have the luxury of having a beat reporter covering you. You have a reporter who is covering from a standpoint of an episode as opposed to a long-running discussion of uh, a long-standing issue. Should newsrooms set up race as a beat? Well, I don't, I don't know. Number one, newsrooms don't have... Most newsrooms that I know of in, in broadcast and, and uh, print don't have the resources that they once had. It takes dedicated resources because just like any beat, it takes time to understand uh, why the issues are what they are. It's easy to say, yes, we need a beat. But on the other hand, it's very difficult to accomplish in today's journalism-related markets. answer to your question is yes, but it's not a very practical thing. We've got uh, lots of potential beats out there that are going uncovered. I can't talk to a journalism professor in this day and age without talking about how the profession is 
being regarded and discussed these days. Mm-hmm. I think it's especially interesting to contemplate the issues in this article and the mm-hmm. issues that we've been d- discussing in the framework of, you know, a society in the U.S. right now that has been grappling with, with fake news, with a, an, an administration, right. whatever you may think of them, that has, right. has kind of put journalism mm-hmm. uh, in its crosshairs, has, mm-hmm. has been... Mm-hmm. Um, attacking journalism. Yeah, what's it like to talk about um, potential changes to that system in an era when you know j- journalism well, is is, well, is under attack right now? Actually, it's liberating in a way because the young journalism students are all about understanding that uh, because of the uh, dire economics of journalism these days, or not dire, but let's just say profits are not what they used to be. Um, they understand that much of that is audience-driven. People have more uh, outlets that they use for the information and the entertainment that they want. So as a result, they understand that journalists are going to have to meet the audience somewhere in the middle if we're going to recapture certain uh, share of that audience. So uh, long story short... Uh, journalism students understand that because they are part of the audience that has been lost or is perpetually lost, if you want to think of it that way, no pun intended, uh, about students um, having other things on their mind besides news. So they understand that and they understand, they get that news needs to change because their own peers don't read or access news to the degree that they do and they find that disturbing as well do you think audiences need to shift their thinking or idea about what constitutes news no i think they they do need uh, more outlets um saying this is how we did the story but on the other hand i think it's incumbent upon if you're trying to make a profit and most journalism outlets are if you want to make a profit you've got to give the audience either what they want or some form of what they want so um it's really incumbent upon journalism even though we're entrusted with the first amendment um to meet the audience where it's going and technology is taking it away from daily journalism because not only not only can the audience create their own news they can choose their own news to a much more specific degree than was ever previously possible. And so the competition out there means journalism needs to get its act together. Does that make you nervous? No, no, no. It's it's a great opportunity to, number one, uh, have a conversation with people who have been left out uh, or are feeling left out. And we've seen that with the presidential election, but we see it in so many different ways. We're seeing it on campus um, with uh, all the issues that come out, the free speech issues. Conservative students, for example, feel like they've been ignored, not just by uh, the media, but by instructors. Uh, They feel like they're lost in a sea of liberalism. And so they are concerned with their free speech rights. On the other hand, you've got another group of students that are concerned that uh, free speech means white supremacy speech. (laughs) In other words, uh, no speech is free. And both sides have to understand that 
speech is much more complex than just saying what's on your mind. And uh, journalists, too, have to understand that journalism, in order to retain the authority that we think we have and should have, authority is also given. It's not taken. And the audience gives that authority, but the audience has to have a relationship with journalists in order to award us the authority to inform them. Otherwise, they can take it away at any time. And they do. And they are. And that's scary, but that's also a great opportunity for journalism people, both professionals and academics, to uh, educate and train and maybe even change the definition of news a little and give people more, more people more jobs. Let's hope. Knock on wood. <laughs> George Sylvie is an associate professor of journalism at UT Austin. And George, we thank you so much for your time and for talking about your profession today. Love it. Thank you.